Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Jaeger Live. In today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, the beginning of my fitness journey and vet fit apparel. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. Uh, this is technically season two now, so um, if you've been with me the whole time, thank you so much for being here. If you're just now joining this journey with me, uh, welcome, and I'm really excited to kick off season two because it's going to be, there's so much going on in my life, um, there's so much that I can share, so it's really exciting for me to actually um, not only discuss to you with what I've been doing on this time off, uh, if you guys haven't noticed, I've taken a little bit of a sabbatical from the podcast, not because I lost my desire to do it or I just didn't feel like doing it or anything like that. Um, I just had so much going on that it was beginning to be overwhelming for me to try and balance it all. Um, but I'm, I'm at a new point in my life. I'm at a new page, um, a new chapter of sorts, and it's just really been getting boiling to the point where... I know I can do this as well, and um, I know that I can bring value to you guys still, and um, hopefully you guys are still interested in my journey and you want to follow along with me. So um, I figured, what would be a great episode topic today? And I thought about it, and since this whole uh, pandemic has been going on, and you know, here in California, we've been shut down twice now, and we're actually on the second, we're still in the midst of the second shutdown. Um, I thought it'd be super interesting to talk about my fitness journey and some of the things that I've been exploring, uh, since all this has happened. If for mo for you, those who don't know, you know, I was in the Marines at a young, I think, uh, 19, I joined the Marines. So obviously it was in phenomenal shape out of boot camp. probably, you know, obviously the best shape I've ever been in my life. Um, I did the police Academy for a short stint. Um, I was actually, I want to say like three weeks out from graduating. Um, long story short, there, but I was again, I was in phenomenal shape, and I just I loved that feeling of being in that kind of shape. And after that, you know, my wife got pregnant, and um, I just kind of slowed down with everything because it was at a point where I didn't need to be in shape. Nobody was yelling at me. A drill instructor wasn't yelling at me to be in shape. Um, you know, the teachers for the police academy weren't yelling at me to be in shape. I had no requirements to be in shape. And I spent uh, probably a good majority of my, my younger years in shape. So I felt like if I didn't have to do this, I wasn't going to anymore. Um, you know, and all through that time, you know, minus the 12, 13 weeks I was in boot camp, I had been smoking. So, um, when my it was actually funny when my wife got pregnant, I stopped smoking for good, and I haven't smoked since. I think it's uh, over six years now that I haven't smoked. But I stopped smoking. But then what happened? I I, I started eating, and um, you know I was with my wife, and she would eat. You know she was eating for two. She you know loved her sweets and things. So when she ate something, I got something. When she sent me to the to jack in the box in the middle of the night, I would go and I'd grab me something and all, you know, it was like a perfect storm of things that quitting smoking and, and not having to work out and 
not really being concerned with health. Um, I just, it just kind of, it was a snowball effect, you know, and it was just a perfect storm of, of situations and things that kind of made me gain a bunch of weight. Um, I, if you follow me on social media, I've talked about getting the dad bod and gaining that weight and, um, how it's actually been really, it really affected me in the, in the sense of, um, me feeling like attractive for my wife or me being able to kind of look at myself in the mirror. Um, and it was funny. I was talking to one of my wife's friends one time and this was years back. This was when I first started, uh, putting on a lot of weight. And I said, you know, I've never been, I've never been fat. I've always been fit. And the first time I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, I was taking a shower and I leaned over to take, turn the water off. And so the showers hit me, you know, and the water's got on my back and I turned the shower off and it was the first time in my life that the water did not roll off until I stood up. Like it was, it was hanging out on my back while I was trying to turn the water off. And I remember it's so, it's so clear that, um, it was one of those moments where it really hit me hard. Um, because a lot of, I, I guess a lot of the way I identified myself with, with, uh, being physically fit being attractive in that sense. And I was always that way. And so to be the total opposite and to be the person that I, I not, I wouldn't say like the people I made fun of, but the people that I judged for being fat or not being healthy or whatever the case may be, like then I was that person. And it, so I guess a lot of it had to do with ego. It was a lot of, um, maybe insecurities and, you know, because I only identified with this thing. And if I wasn't in, if I wasn't in shape, if I wasn't the guy that had the six pack abs, like who was I, you know, I wasn't attractive anymore. Um, but you know, that it was, it was part of the journey of understanding who I was and, and understanding what, um, understanding what I was. And it wasn't just the guy with the six pack abs. It was, there was so much more to it. And, um, but yeah, initially it hit me hard. I didn't, uh, I didn't like it at all. I felt like shit. So what happens when you feel like shit and it has to do with your weight? You do nothing about it. You sulk in the feeling of being fat and being overweight and not being attractive anymore and having this, um, this burden on top of you, right? That was me. Um, and so I rolled that out for quite a few years and I got to the point where it was just like, you know what? I don't need to be attractive. Really? I don't need to work out. I'm married. My wife finds me attractive or so I think. So I was like, what, why do I need to work out? I can eat what I want. I can drink what I want. I can, uh, not be active. I can be active. It didn't matter to me. It was just the point of, I've been doing this for so long and I don't want to do it anymore. As I, as I started to grow, as I start to grow as a person, I, I try to analyze different things and I try to bring uh, self-awareness to my life. And a big part of it was, I, I think that I had the wrong idea of what being physically fit and having that physical fitness, because it wasn't about, um, 
you know, all these things that you see about having the right diets and doing the right workout plans. And if you're not doing this, you're doing this. And I think that was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome was overcoming the media and overcoming the fitness industry and telling me if I wasn't this way, then I wasn't in shape. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that's accurate. And I think that it's very damaging to people to get into physical shape because, you know, with watching how to burn fat and how to raise your testosterone and how to do this and how to do that. And it's like, if you're not going to be a, you know, um, bodybuilder or somebody that's, that needs to have that mass and needs to have the abs and needs to have the aesthetic view, then it really doesn't apply to you, does it? I think if people really started to look at and understand what they need to be versus what they think they should be because of what's being portrayed out there. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you see, and I think with these superhero movies, it's only increased that insecurity for people because you see dudes like Chris Hemsworth and you see uh, Chris Evans and these dudes that are just getting uh, in tremendous shape to portray these superheroes, fictional characters, right? And so we're like, oh shit, like I want to look like this guy. I want to do this. I want to do this. But if you listen to any of the interviews, none of them continue on into doing that. None of them. A lot of them stay in shape. A lot of them still work out. But what it takes to get to that point and to actually maintain that shit and again, unless you're competing, there's no reason to be that way. There's That's a level of um, fitness that you don't need to acquire. I think my biggest misconception of how to be in fit, like I was looking at these guys, these superheroes, and I was just like, dude, I'm never going to be that way. I'm never going to be fit. And so when I started thinking that way, like I had no desire to even pursue uh, physical fitness or being healthier or anything of that nature because... It just seems so far out of reach. Now, there's different levels of fitness, I think. Um, and I think that there are, are different categories. Again, there's the bodybuilders. There's the CrossFit guys. There's uh, the long-distance runners, the swimmers. You know, there's all these body types that happen. The strongest, the strongest guy, uh, the strongest man camp competition, whatever that is, those dudes are massive. But... Do they have like chiseled chests and, and six-pack abs? Hell no. Are they in shape? Yeah, for what they do, they're in shape. They're competitive. They lift heavy shit. But it's not about it's not about taking their shirt off and looking good for the camera. It's about putting on that mass and being able to lift heavy objects, right? So for me, as I got this whole pandemic hit it. And we had nothing to do. I had nothing to do. I couldn't go to the gym. I just, it was funny too, because I just started getting into the gym. I started getting excited about going to the gym again because I was like, you know what? I want to get into shape. I want, when I initially started, I was like, I want to look like this guy. What do I got to do? So I have to start working out. I have to start putting mass on. I have to start, uh, eating tons of protein and having this and that and this. And so I was it was very stressful for me and it was very, um, exhausting. It was exhausting. Not only because I was pushing my body past what I normally do because I, you know, for the long, for years and years and years, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't running. I wasn't walking. I wasn't moving my body in any way to raise heart rate or anything. So I'm doing something now that's completely uncomfortable to me. 
But then it's back to that point of where I'm, I'm trying to put these people on a pedestal and I'm trying to say, if I'm not reaching this, then I'm not succeeding. So I started going to the gym for a couple of weeks and then everything happened. Everything started closing down. And of course, what's the, one of the first things to go is the gyms because gyms are fucking nasty. People are sweating all over shit. People are touching a bunch of stuff. They're all touching the same things while they're sweating and being gross. So yeah, the gym shut down. Boom. Now what the hell am I supposed to do? I have nothing here. I have nothing to do. Um, I, cause you know, I like machines, but I also like dumbbells and dumbbells. I don't know if you've ever looked into them are fucking expensive. You ever try to buy a set of dumbbells? Holy shit. Then I was like, well, what if I start doing bands? I had this one band and I don't remember why. Uh, my wife had bought it years and years ago and we had this one exercise band and I was like, what if I start doing this? There's got to be something I can do with this. So I started using that. And as I started progressing and as I started um, working out a little bit more from home, I felt better. And what was good about it was I wasn't getting off I wasn't getting all jacked and I wasn't I didn't have like chiseled abs and I didn't have this, these big arms or anything like that, but I was moving my body and I was feeling better about myself. And then I started to realize that it's not necessarily about the sculpted shoulders or the chiseled abs or uh, the nice big chest. It has nothing to do with that for me. For me, it's like I made a decision that I like the way I'm feeling and I'm going to be responsible for making my, my life healthier. And that's what it was for me. That was the goal for me was how can I be healthier? Not how can I get fucking jacked or how can I look like this guy or when I go to the fucking uh, beach, I'm going to take my shirt off and everybody's going to be in awe. It wasn't about that for me anymore. It was, you know, I put all that bullshit aside and I just started thinking about being healthier. Like I want to be able to play with the kids and not get winded. Um, I want to be able to be able to pick my kids up and hold my kids I think a big part of the uh, my physical fitness was also, you know, if something were to come up, like, how am I going to protect my kids? Because I'm not in shape to protect my kids. Um, so it was getting back to that kind of shape where I could protect my kids, I could protect myself, and I could protect my family. So all these things, if you listen to any of that, none of that has to do with chiseled abs uh, rock hard pecs, big shoulders, big biceps, like none of that has to do with anything because that didn't concern, that doesn't concern me anymore. And I started thinking about it as it's, it, it's a lifestyle change. I started thinking about a lifestyle change, not that I had a goal that I was trying to hit, but I was trying to change my life. And I think that's why a lot of people fail at um, these diets and these gimmicky shits because they think, oh, well, as soon as I reach this point, I can stop. Or as soon as I reach this, it's just maintenance. Or, um, as soon as I do this, then I'll be happier with my body and I'll feel, um, I'll feel way better and I can, I can finally be the person I want to be. And what I find funny is that it's, it's very close, closely related to, um, the business world too, 
because a lot of people think, oh, if I just make this much amount of money, I'll be happy. If I have this much amount of money in the bank, I'll be happy. Once I buy this car and this house, and then I'll be happy. You have to find a different. You have to find a different reason about why you want to get healthy. And I think that's what should be the goal. It should be about being healthy. It shouldn't be about being cut. It shouldn't about being uh, for, you know, women having the sexy bikini body or. There's a lot of people that I follow that are women that have fucking bigger arms than I do. Have They're more chiseled. They're lifting heavier weights. They're doing a lot more stuff in the gym than I know how to do. But that's their, that's their journey, and that's what they want to do. And if your journey is just feeling healthier and, and losing body fat, because any way you slice it, being healthier means you have to lose body fat. Um or you have to lower your body fat. That might be a lot that may, might be harder for people. Like I don't want I want you guys still to 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 think about the journey and still to think about losing weight because having excess body fat and having excess weight is bad for your body. So that's not healthy. If you know, a lot of these a lot of these guys or girls, you know, they're bigger and they're like, "Oh, you know, I love my body," which is cool. You know, you love your body, that's cool. But at the same time, if your body weight is too much for your body, it puts a lot of strain on your organs, on your body as a whole. So just to keep that in mind, um, I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm not telling you uh, my way is the best way. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fitness guy. I'm just exploring this journey, and I've I've changed my mindset from reaching goals to just being healthier. And it's a lifelong journey, and I'm not going to stop just because I've reached a certain point in uh, my physical fitness. I'm not going to sell myself short because I was thinking about it the other day, and I was looking at myself in the mirror. I got out of the shower. I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like, damn, dude, like I'm doing so fucking good. I am so proud of myself. I have not only started my fitness journey while I had zero access to a gym. Like I'm doing body weight shit. Like I'm losing weight. I'm feeling better and I'm, you know, I'm getting sculpted. Like those things just happen. They naturally happen. You're building muscle. Of course you're going to feel, you're going to get more sculpted and you're going to have more of a sculpted look. But I'm just like, you know, I feel like such a, um, conceited fucking vain asshole because I keep thinking about myself, but I'm just like, you know what? I worked hard for this. A lot of people are losing muscle mass. A lot of people are, um, out of shape. They're getting out of shape because of this pandemic, because they can't get into a gym. And here I am doing the complete opposite. It's like, I don't need a gym because my, my journey and my why is a lot stronger than just some building that has some weights in it. I, you know, I'm, I'm really starting to feel good about myself and I'm really, you know, I should be a little, um, I should be able to brag about that. You know, I should be able to embrace that, that I've worked hard for this. It's not something like, do you think that every day I want to get up and I want to work out? Fuck no. Fuck no. I hate working out. I think I'm one of the few people that hate working out. I have no enjoyment of it. Do I feel better after I work out? Yes, because I've kept a promise to myself that I'm going to, which in turn raises my confidence, which in turn raises my um, consistency to do it again the next day. But I hate it. There's nothing enjoyable about it. I'm lifting heavy shit. I'm uncomfortable the whole time. 
But why do I do it? Because my why. My journey is taking me somewhere and I have to explore it. I have to get outside of my comfort zone in order to be who I want to be physically. As I'm getting, so this is where it all makes the connection. If you guys are ready for this, this episode is going to be a little bit longer. I hope you guys are okay with the longer format. Um, but I just, there's just so much going on and I want to talk about these two things that are very important to me. Um, so as I started getting into the fitness industry, uh, in a word, I started looking around, where could I get like shirts to wear to represent veterans? Because a lot of what I do is I like to look for veteran-owned companies because I like to f- support my veterans. I like to support my community of people. And it's very important to me because I think that getting out of the military and coming into the civilian world is, is fucking hard. And if somebody is taking the time and has the balls to start a business as a veteran, they deserve my, they deserve my support. And so I started looking and... I found tons and tons and tons of people that are out there, and it's it's so great to see. It's so great to see that all these people are out there. They have apparel companies, they have coffee companies, they have, um, you know, a lot of people do EDC trainings, um, shooting trainings. They have all these things, and it's so great to see. It's so nice to see that there's such a great niche out there for uh, veterans. But as I was looking through these. Um, these companies and they all had great designs. They all had great ideas, but it wasn't what I was looking for. I, all, all these things were very, um, very brash and, and, and in your face kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. Like I don't wear that kind of stuff and it has nothing to do with that. I mean, if you guys are down with that, that's cool. I I'm okay with that. Um, but it was for, for me, it was something that I was like, ah, I, I just can't wear that. I want to have something um, because as much as I love supporting the veterans and I love supporting their, their companies, um, I can't buy something that I'm not going to wear just to support a cause. Like that would be weird for me. So I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, what if I started my own apparel company, something that's uh, athletic wear, but something that's a little more, um, discreet in the way that it, it tries to, uh, encourage veterans, and so I started a, um, this company, VetFit Apparel, because I thought, hey, I can bring something I think that's missing out here. One of my big things was I wanted to give back to veterans. I think something that's very overlooked is um, PTSD, where I think it's very taboo in our culture, uh, very taboo in the world, uh, mental health. Nobody really talks about it. There's a lot of companies out there, a lot of veteran-based companies that a lot of them give back, and that's fucking awesome. I think that's such a great thing. But they're giving back to uh, wounded vets and um, homeless vets and you know all these other things, which is fucking awesome. It's so fantastic because I think that we are a very overlooked community. When people are actually going out of their way to do that, it just motivates the shit out of me, and I fucking love it. And um, that's one of the big reasons why I will buy from a veteran-based company or veteran-owned company, you know, nine times out of ten, because I just, I just love the idea that I'm giving back by helping a veteran who owns a company who's going to give back to veterans, and it's just everything is full circle, and I think that's phenomenal. I just thought, damn, like nobody is giving back to PTSD, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of companies out there that try to bring awareness to PTSD, and I think that's fucking great. 
but I lost uh, a very good friend of mine to uh, PTSD, and it really, I don't know, for some reason it really stuck out to me, and it was super passionate for me to to do this, and just it so has it so happened that I'm friends with his wife. Um, her and I served together as well. She's like a sister to me, and I was like, "Wow, dude, this is cool." And then on top of that, uh, my buddy's sister had started a a nonprofit to bring awareness and to help people with PTSD. And I said, "Man, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. I think there's something out there." Uh, there's there's a market out there for something that I could bring to the market. VetFit Apparel was born, and I started thinking about designs and thinking about how I wanted to uh, bring positive awareness not only to PTSD but to veterans. And um, I want people to look at our gear and be like, "Oh, you know, those are that's something I would wear too." And I just didn't want it to be like this fucking jarhead rifles and ammo and skulls and crossbones and and fuck everything, and we'll kill everybody, and it it just brings this very um, unhealthy light to to veterans, I think, and it's just not, again, just not my style. If that's your style, that's cool. For me, it just wasn't my style, and I thought, who knows? If I feel this way, maybe more people feel this way, and um, so that's been a part of this whole pandemic. It's probably been, I'd say, two or three months in the making with every... With every purchase being made, I'm giving a portion of the proceeds to go to the Lighthouse for Veterans, which is the nonprofit that my friend, uh, his sister, had started in honor of him. Um, So I'm super excited about it. I think that it's going to do really well just because it's, it's such a great cause. And I think um, I'm putting out, I think I'm putting out a pretty damn good product. That was one of the things I didn't want to do. I didn't want to compromise on the product. I wanted people to buy the shirts. Yeah, I want you because you're supporting a good cause, but it's like I want you to have a nice shirt that you can actually be like, oh, I will work out in this thing. I will take a hike in this thing. I will go running in this thing. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll just wear it to whatever. So that was that was the main idea for the the main idea for the the company as far as as the uh, apparel was concerned, I didn't want it to be some cheap ass clothes with something just stamped on there. Um, I gave very serious thought into the design process. I gave very serious thought into um, the blend of the shirt and the fit of the shirt and how it's uh, constructed. So it's for me, you know, I've always been into fashion, so it's very um, it's a very large po- passion project all the way around so that's going to be launching august 31st so if you guys aren't following us on instagram you're not liking the page on facebook please do that because um, i want to get as many eyes as i can on this company because the more people more eyes we get the more customers we get and the more uh, veterans we can help and that's the main goal i'm just so excited about being able to help and finally doing something for um, my community of veterans that um, that desperately need it so if you guys want to know more about VetFit Apparel, um, I'm going to be, we're having a photo shoot, our first photo shoot this Thursday, or I'm sorry, this Friday, uh, which would be the 14th in case whatever time you guys are actually listening to this, it'd be August 14th, it's going to be the photo shoot. We're going to be doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, um, doing a lot of Instagram stories, uh, keeping you guys updated on Facebook as well. 
So again, thank you guys. Um, I've missed you. I've missed doing this. It's it's great to get back on the mic and, and share my story and um, hopefully give you guys some new insight and new perspective on things. So I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.